1: Hello, everyone, Nancy and Scott here. (laughs) And today (laughs) we're going to chat about a subject. So little behind the scenes uh, every morning, Scott and I have kind of a routine. Uh, We wake up. You know, we kind of get ready for the day. We take the dogs out and we work out before breakfast. And I always love to throw some random topics (laughs) out at him. And sometimes like this morning, he was like, well, too deep. Like, you know, my brain's not awake yet. You know, let's pivot to the next.
0: It was a a business topic. And I just was not like, (laughs) I just don't have the mental capacity at that time in the morning. I'm like, I could talk about more like life stuff than I'm just not ready to turn on the business mind
1: yet. Yeah. Cause I was like throwing out a what if, and what do you think about this? And what do you think? You know? So Um, we pivoted and we started talking about something interesting and I just thought, you know, obviously it's February and you know, that's a month for Valentine's day couples. love Love month. So a lot of people are sharing kind of behind the scenes of different things. And it really had me thinking, um, it would be a great, topic, you know, to talk about and obviously discuss our thoughts and share some behind the scenes of, you know, our marriage and our relationship and, uh, you know, kind of chat about it. So Scott doesn't know any of the questions I'm going to ask for him. I've actually kind of prepped some things along with some statistics and stuff like that. Um, So I thank you ahead of time (laughs) for being Um, so willing to do this and obviously chat uh, around some topics. So, you know, just full transparency, guys, you know, starting back, um, you know, before Scott and I started dating, uh, I was actually in that camp, you know, I was in that point of of my life where I actually was kind of okay, you know, not ever getting married. Um, I kind of thought, you know what, like, I don't need it. You know, I'm happy with myself. I'd kind of done a lot of work and, you know, I really just didn't have that You know, need for it. And uh, if you guys have ever read the quote, it's actually, I mean, it's pretty like. Um, but it's by Jim Carrey and it's uh, whoever invented marriage was creepy as hell. (laughs) Like, I love you so much. I'm going to get the government involved so you can't leave. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, you know, I remember seeing like a quote like that. I'm like, oh yeah, it totally makes sense. Right. Like marriage, what's the whole point? You know, it's just like such a social norm thing. Um, But really wanted to share with you guys. So our story and what really changed for me, but um, so on our first date, Scott, do you remember, you know, our first date, first time, we you know, obviously had our date. Uh, you really said something that changed my whole perspective because I remember kind of coming at, at you and saying, you know, I don't really know about marriage. You know, why do people even get married anymore? And you said some things that really stuck with me. Do you remember some of the things that you said?
0: I mean, I remember some of the things I, I know. I, I definitely remember talking about the fact that. I love being a team and I love being a unit, you know, being one. So, you know, I, I grew up in a very tight knit family, so I love family aspects. So I love how, and, and you say this, people water each other. So I really believe that two people that are meant to be together, um, they're better together as Simon Sinek says, but you become a team, you know, and Jack you, Johnson. <laughs> and Jack Johnson, well, you, you become a team, you become a unit. So it's not, yeah, your friends, your family, your lovers, your husband and wife, but you're a unit, you're a team. and', and that's, that's what I love most. And, and again, you know, when you're not a unit, you're not a team, things kind of go the other way. But I, I do wholeheartedly believe in if the ingredients and the, the recipe is there for a great marriage, uh, it, it could withstand the test of time.
1: Yeah, I mean that's exactly it. Like you know, for everybody who is watching, you know, imagine this, right? We're sitting outside. You know, it was a beautiful, you know, summer day. Actually, no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. Our first date was yeah, around summer. It
0: was a summer evening. It was yeah, so it was like
1: summer evening. Um, and you know, here I am. You know, coming at Scott with you know, I don't know. You know, having that kind of attitude and. The thing that really stuck with me after that date and kind of thinking about it later on and really shifting my perspective was the idea of actually coming together with someone um, and wanting to be a team, you know, wanting to actually like crush life together. You know, I mean, we always joke like life is a big game, (laughs) you know, Um, and the idea of, I think, having a partner along the way and having somebody who kind of one checks you <laughs> when you need to be checked, um, someone to kind of push you and and help you, you know, maybe when you're stuck or needs kind of like that outside perspective, and, you know, obviously having someone along in that journey um, has been really impactful. So. The other thing too, and the reason why I know that we work so well is um, I had done a lot of work on my confidence, right? You know, at the point when we met, you know, I had already been through a lot of many long-term relationships and, you know, I think I lack the confidence and, you know, security in myself and who I was. And because I had done all that work, by the time we got together and I said this to you this morning, it was like, I remember we were at the gym one day and I'm like, I think one of the reasons why we're so good together is, I know that we're better together because I feel pretty damn awesome by myself. You know, I know that like I still, you know, would have a happy life. I I knew things would be great and I felt very confident in who I was. Um, But the fact that us together was better, like that's why we're together, you know. And I think when you can really write down, because here's the thing, I mean, I believe that you know, everyone can be in any like different situation they want to be in, right? Like we're living in a time where social norms are changing, right? You know, there are more people than ever. In fact, you know, yes, being in a committed long-term relationship, I so see the impacts. I, I see that it can bring so much joy and benefit to our life, but, you know, there's so many people out there that are on a different journey and, you know, they're really forging new and different friendships and building their life in such a different way outside of having the need, you know, to be, in a marriage or in a you know long-term committed relationship so that being said though I just know that I wrote down everything I wanted in a partner and I sat down and I remember being at my kitchen table I'm like I'm not gonna like be with anyone or commit to another relationship if it's not worth you know being so like me being by myself and being independent was like freaking awesome and so much fun but like if being with someone else was going to make that even better, and it was going to really, like, you know, obviously enhance our life, you know, together and 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 make my life better. Then, sure, you know, then that was the deciding factor. Because, you know, remember when I met you too? I was like totally happy with just adopting more animals and like living, <laughs> you know, as like an animal person who just kept adopting dogs and cats.
0: A dog and cat. Um.
1: Night. Yeah, but I mean, what what are your thoughts on that? Well,
0: I think that every relationship plays a part in your life. And I, I, I've, you know, I I'm twice divorced, so I I don't have any regrets,
1: no regrets, uh,
0: no (laughs) regrets in either of those relationships. There was, you know, I learned a lot about myself and emotional maturity. And I, I, it prepares you for, you know, the, the lifelong relationship you were to have. And, and in between those, there were some long-term relationships as, as you forementioned with, with you as well. And it's, it's one of those things where you get to an age or you get to a point in your life where like you, uh, after I exited my last long-term relationship before we started dating, um, I, I was like, you know, I'm cool. You know, I, I mean, some people may not know, but, um, we have a 10 year old, not, not together. It's Nancy's stepson and and my son from my previous, uh, marriage. And I was like, okay, you know, at the time, I guess I was 37 or 38, right. I was like, yeah, 37, 38, you know, I had my son, I had my family and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm good. You know, if I, if I end up with someone I do, and if I don't, I don't. And I remember my, my sister kind of gave me a pep talk and she's just, you know, she's you're, you're too good of a person to just, you know, not share that with someone. And she goes, there's someone out there, you know, for you. And, you know, just like you said, I think everybody has, I don't want to say a checklist, but I think there are core foundations or qualities and traits that we should all require the other person to have in order to have a great relationship. And again, you, you have the, the common ones where, you know, I want someone that's loving and caring and kind and smart and funny, like which Nancy is all of that. But my number one, my number one quality trait that I was looking for was confidence because I just felt at the at the place I was at the time in my life. and now i I started to gain more confidence in myself. and i I didn't want to have to fix anyone. I wanted someone that kind of started to maybe they were in the process of or they had done the work on themselves, and they're just fully confident. And I mean, even with what Nancy just said was, she was, you know, completely, utterly happy with herself, but obviously better together. I was at that same point where I'm like, okay, I'm good with me. I love me. But if I was with someone that was just like me in the same capacity and respect, you know, we would, you know, like Voltron, we would like form like this.
1: (laughs) I love that analogy.
0: We'd form like this mega person. Right. So
1: (laughs) I am the knee.
0: (laughs) Right. Arm connect. So uh, I think for me, it, w- it was confidence. And and I think that is actually a big thing for people right now. I think there's men and women that are still trying to figure it out, uh, whether they're in their mid to late thirties, even their forties, there are people that have gotten divorced later in life and they're trying to figure it. Confidence is a big thing, like loving you, knowing you're perfectly imperfect, just the way that you are. Yeah. I think that that was kind of the big thing for me and uh, amongst all the, the the things that make up Nancy I think what stood out to me from the get-go was her her confidence and it really shined and again that's that's an attractive feature I mean outside of being extremely attractive as a, <laughs> as a person you know people get more attractive the more confident they are and, and like not confident in the sense of like you know gloating or you know I'm better than everybody just very confident and firm in her thoughts and her feelings and where she was. And I think there's a a big difference between confidence and being overzealous and egotistical. Uh, There's a big difference, but her confidence was just shining through. I mean, even on our first date.
1: Aww. Yeah. And that's so like, again, behind the scenes for everybody else, like whew, the thing that needed to happen for us to even be together. I mean, was that shift for me in confidence. Like I always joke to my sister, like, you know, my sister recently in the last oh my God, few years at this point turned 30. And I was like, Emily, just wait until you hit 30. You know, over 30, you just have these realizations and all these things that you thought mattered and all this physical stuff, you know, like all this stuff that you really like perseverated on is not as important as you think it is, you know, and and other people's opinions and things like that. So, you know, the, probably the biggest work between my last relationship and our relationship um, was confidence. And I remember um, a mentor of mine, Uh, told me, (laughs) and it was funny. We were having this conversation and he was like, Nancy, you have so much going for you. You were so smart. There's so many things about you, you know, that would make you an amazing partner. And he was like, if you just worked on your confidence and knowing that about yourself and really just like working on that, you're, you're golden, like literally like can crush through walls. Like you're good. And they use the example that in the movie Pitch Perfect, I mean, it's totally random, but he was like, you know, I actually think like in the movie Pitch Perfect, Fat Amy, you know, the character that plays Fat Amy, he was like, the fact that she is so confident in who she is, you know, looking at her physically, I wouldn't, you know, pick her to be the, you know, first person that I would choose. but her confidence is freaking so attractive. And I'm like, whoa. So I always think of that. I'm like, guys and girls, guys and girls, you know, out there who are listening to this, um, you know, if you were not confident in who you are, just think about it, right? If you show up to a date and you're like, hey, you know, and it's like, what do you want to order? I don't know. What do you want to order? Like, <laughs> you know, and you're like, you know, kind of just like touch and go, not really confident in who you are. And like, that, that shows up so differently than someone who's like, yeah, hey, you know, nice to meet you. Um, you know, and, and you're sure of certain things, right? You know, you're sure of who you are and your core values. And again, like Scott was saying, what you're looking for in a person. So, you know, if you can do some work on yourself or if you feel maybe that's something that you need to work on. Um, it's just been monumental, you know, obviously for me. And I know that if I hadn't done that work, we wouldn't be together. Right. You know, that number one thing that I worked on is the number one thing, you know, that Scott said, um, you know, really drew him to me. So that's pretty cool. All right, so I want to actually um, dive into, um, you know, some things that are really kind of unfolding. So obviously, like I mentioned before, social norms are changing, you know, people are really going against the normal. And, you know, in fact, there's groups of single people, you know, who are moving in together, like to mansions and, um, you know, there's married couples, you know, choosing not to have kids. They actually call it dinks, double income, no, no kids. <laughs> um, there's like groups Never of- do that. Yeah, there's a whole like community, like a growing, uh, you know, people just defying social norms, right? People ending marriages and opening new chapters in their lives. Um, You know, but today, right, we are going on, how many years have we been together at this point? Going on about like,
0: we're going on six years.
1: Yep. So we're going on about six years together. And, you know, I know we had originally started talking about relationship stuff when we were very new and people were like, oh, you're in the honeymoon phase. It'll you know, it'll
0: fade away. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll fade
1: and, and things like that. So I want to actually talk about some of the different things with marriage, um, throw out a couple statistics and just kind of pick your brain on what your thoughts are uh, whenever it comes to some of these numbers. So You know, the first ones are from divorce.com. So the U.S. has the sixth highest divorce rate in the world um, with 40 to 50 percent of married couples filing for divorce. I'm going to give you a couple more. All right. The United States Census Bureau reports that marriage and divorce rates have dropped from 2009 to 2019, and actually they've dropped since covid Right. So people thought that they would increase. Um, they've actually dropped. Uh, usually second or third marriages in the US have a higher divorce rate of 60% and third marriages about 73%. Hmm. So, what are your thoughts around some of those numbers? And then obviously I'm your third, you know, marriage. You're my first. Um, but what are your thoughts about those numbers? I th-
0: I think stats are stats. They're not laws and it's not like the end-all be-all. So if you think about it, even like starting with the 73% of third marriages and in divorce, that still means that 27% don't. So we fall into that 27% that's not because I think everybody knows, as you say, in their jellies, right?
1: I feel in my jellies. Yeah.
0: That I think people are emotionally intelligent enough now that when they're in a relationship and even in a marriage, they know if it's going to last or not. Like I think everybody knows. And again, there's a a recipe to a successful marriage. I really feel that there's core things that make up a very successful marriage. Now I am surprised that the U S is only sixth. I I would have thought because of the the population of this country. I know that I think in, in India has more people, China might have more people populace wise, I thought the u s. would be way higher. Um, so I'm interested, I don't know if you know who's number one, but um the fact that the divorce rate has declined since two thousand and nine till today, that that makes me feel good because when you hear the statistic that you know, half of all marriages ended divorce, again, that's a societal narrative that is planted in everybody's head that either this is or is not going to work now i mean there's so many things i want to say so (laughs) as far as divorce goes right it's hard to quantify the difference between a divorce and a long-term relationship and here's what i mean A, a a divorce obviously is a a legal separation between two people that have been together right So there's maybe an exchange of assets, dividing household stuff, kids, that, this, that, or the other. There are a lot of couples that have been together for a very long time who have never gotten married, but have chosen to break up just from a non-legal paperwork standpoint. And they could have kids, you know, you, you call these people life partners, right? That the, the label for that. So I really feel someone that has been in say four, six long-term relationships, right. But never got married. And then finally found someone and got married. I really don't feel there is a huge difference. And again, commitment wise. Yeah. You're, you're committing to that person for the rest of your life. But I feel there's a lot of people that get into long-term relationships that feel, you know, it's, it's going to go down that road and six, seven years go by. And you're like, you know what? I, I think we've outgrown each other. And that happens within marriages. So I think statistic wise, it can be a little bit skewed because, you know, just because there is no legal paperwork attached to a long term relationship doesn't mean that the emotional cutting of those ties and the things that go along with ending that kind of relationship, it hurts people the same way. So I think from an emotional standpoint, you know, whether it's a a marriage that ends or a long term relationship that ends, Um, it could hurt just the same. Now, I am a little bit surprised about the last statistic that you shared about the pandemic from 2020 to 2023, because I remember reading somewhere that, you know, everyone felt the divorce rate was going to go up because (laughs) if you think about, if you think about, yeah, I mean, what what people don't understand is Nancy and I spend literally every, almost every waking hour together, you know, we're, (laughs) you know, we've been together for almost six years, but if you were to quantify that by a traditional married couple who has a nine to five, where they wake up next to each other, have breakfast together, drive separately to work, come home, have dinner, spend some time in the evening, go to bed. That's not how we We're in the house all day together. Every single day
1: work together. We work together. We, our we run our together. company
0: together. Yeah. Everything is done together. Now you would think that couples that didn't do that, that were now forced to either have to work from home or quarantine to get whatever it is, it's going to really test the relationship because it's going to probably open up pathways of conversations and connection that have maybe been buried for a long time. Maybe they started a family and all the energy and effort was poured into the kids and not the two of them, this, that, or the other but now that i think about it well it kind of makes sense because maybe it allowed those couples to really go back to the grassroots of why they fell in love mm-hmm. and why they got married and why they chose to have children and it in in you know in, in all theories thrown out it probably strengthened the bond between them because maybe they reconnected and found another layer and level so to speak of of their relationship so Uh, Again, I I think stats are stats and I think it's, you hear the term case by case basis. It comes down to the people and with marriage or any relationship for that matter, it's not a one-way street. If a relationship in any capacity, whether it's a friend, family member, uh, significant other, if it's seen as a one-way street, that's a one-way street to a dead end of that relationship ending at some point. In any healthy relationship, it's a two-way street. You know, everyone is going to have a difference of opinions. There's going to have to be a middle ground met. So I think the more that people individually work on themselves and really understand who they are as a person, and I always recommend to every human being, Nancy and I read this book together, The Five Love Languages, it's a classic, but it really allows you to dig deeper into what fills your tank? Because for those that are listening or watching to the, watching this, what most people don't realize, uh, human beings end up trying to fill the cups of others around them based on the way that they would want their cups filled and not the way that the other person. So uh, again, not going too deep into the book, but there's different ways that we give and receive love. And the way that we receive love from our partner they may have a different way of receiving that. That That's why you communi- they always say communication is key. It's mm-hmm. right, really understanding how people work, not only as an individual, but as a couple, that's what, what's going to strengthen the bond. And and I think that, that last stat of the divorce rate going down even further uh, during the pandemic, I guarantee you there's a lot of people that were forced to kind of look in the mirror and reevaluate or reassess, you know, the the reason why they fell in love, the reason why they're still married and have kids and are living the life that they are.
1: Totally. Yeah. No, I mean, I was thinking of that too, because I'm gonna go through the phases of marriage too in a second. And, you know, you said it like reassessing, right? That's even a phase, you know, down the line. And I think showing that gratitude for that other person, you know, actually having to be there with them. Um, I completely agree. So I'm going to go through some additional stats. Um, and Scott did mention, by the way, the book, um, what's it called again? The-, the Five
0: Love Languages.
1: Yes, the Five, lo- five Love Languages. We'll, we'll um,
0: link so- it in the description.
1: Yep, we'll link it in the description. But that book, totally a game changer. Um, because once you find out, obviously, how your um, partner you know, receives love and gives love and all that good stuff, uh, you can obviously start to really nurture um, that relationship that much more. So totally agree. Um, so I'm going to go through a couple other stats. Uh, let's see. Average length of marriage is 8.2 years. Mm-hmm. Um, higher your education, the lower the divorce rate. That was interesting. Um,
0: wait, higher the education, the lower the divorce rate. So the correct. more educated someone is the least likely they're going to get divorced.
1: The lower, yeah. The chance. Yep. So, so that the fact
0: was... that I went to three colleges, does that give us a real, like a really, <laughs> really good chance, even though I only got one degree. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, yes. I think yeah, it actually says something about that on there. No. Um yeah, no, it actually it's interesting cuz yeah, it says bachelor's degree, which you got your bachelor's, right?
0: Yeah, in HR. Yeah,
1: yeah so in HR. <laughs> That's so random. Know, um, uh, so bachelor's it's like 14 in every thousand and then master's is like 12 in every thousand. So, I mean, pretty, pretty interesting. You're saying right. everyone
0: should shoot for that bachelor's degree is what you're
1: saying. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, or at least the master's. Yeah. Uh, as far as divorce rate. So the other, uh, rates I pulled up here. Uh, so this is from fling or uh, the marriage rate. Okay. So this is just talking about people actually getting married. Uh, so the marriage rate in the U S Uh, Okay, yeah, so it says... The marriage rate is 5.1 per thousand people, which is down um, six per thousand. Does the marriage rate is the lowest today since the U S government began keeping records in 80, 1867, mm-hmm. approximately 80% of U S households were married couples 70 years ago compared to 49% of married couples today. So marriage in general, right? Like people actually getting married, that's dropping among unmarried adults. say they wish to get married in the future, 27% aren't sure, and 14% say they don't want to get married. Among unmarried adults who want to get married someday, 9% say they just haven't found the right partner, 41% state not being financially stable as the main reason they are unmarried, and the average age of marriage is now over 30, which is actually between like 33 to 34 in some cases. So any thoughts on those stats on the marriage rate?
0: Yeah, well, again, um, um, nothing of n- none of this surprises me, and I, I would say, because I think, uh, you know, the woke society that we live in now, I think people are becoming more independent thinkers, and I feel are less impacted by societal beliefs. I think people are thinking more independently and saying, you know what. I don't have to get married. I don't have to get kid. have kids. I don't I don't have to, you know, do this that or the other. I think people are just kind of beating to their own drum. So I'm not really surprised, but I would say, in respect to the two different things that you said, one, not finding the right person and money, um, you and I have talked at length about people settling and how they feel they're at a certain age. I'm just going to close my eyes, spin a wheel, and whoever it lands on, that's going to be the person. But you and I have also talked about how we both agree that there are so many, an overabundance of wonderful women out there and a very small pool of Good great guys. guys. And I'll, I'm going to turn this back to you in a second because I, I want the the female perspective on this. Now, Again, I know I'm not like most guys. Um, you know, I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm just, yeah,
1: you're a unicorn.
0: I'm just just I'm just built differently. And I think that goes back to obviously, you know, the people that you're raised by and the environment that you're in. And I'm, you know, I think I appreciate my my emotional connection to myself and other people more now than I did when I was younger. It wasn't cool to be like emotional and kind of. Feminine energy, you know, I was always friend zoned all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but I, I think w- in, in respect to settling, you know, like, because they haven't found the right partner, I understand it's it's really hard. And as you get older, it becomes more difficult. But I think love doesn't know age, meaning you may f- meet that person when you're 30. You may meet that person when you're 40 or 45 or 50. And you just have to appreciate whatever journey that is. And I 100% agree if you should never settle. You should never, ever settle because it's a recipe for disaster. You should always do your due diligence and test the waters, see what's out there. And it's so cliche, but when you know, you know. I mean, you really know when... It took Nancy and I three dates. Not that we we did not have a bad first or second date. They weren't bad because there wouldn't have been a second date. There wouldn't have been a third date, but it really took that third date for us, which the time span between our first and third date was almost three months. We our first date was like towards the the middle of August, but we really didn't connect until the mid-November. Um, so there was a, a big disparity between our first and third dates, but that was like when we realized our walls were down, we were truly being who we were, and we realized there was something really deep, meaningful, and special there. In regards to money, you know, money is an interesting thing because it's people say it's the root of all evil, but I believe that money it, I mean, there's an overabundance of money out there. I don't care what anyone says, I mean, there is so, so much money circulating out there most of the issues that people have in regards to money go back to the environment that they grew up in right you know if you are raised in a an abundant mindset family not saying that you're wealthy and you know you have a butler and a cook and a chef and all that stuff but yeah. if if you're never fed you know i i, I was always fed to work hard Right, you know, work hard, do good work, you know, um, you know, be mindful of people, be kind, be generous, you know, be grateful. And it was never like, you know, having a negative connotation around money. There was no, oh, money doesn't grow on trees. You know, I, I mean, I, I didn't have to to get a job when I was in high school, but I was watching what my parents were doing. You know, my my mom was, you know, working in sales when she didn't have to. My my dad was running his companies and I kind of followed suit. S- sophomore year, you know, I, I got my first job. You know, I was 15, 14, 15 years old. So I I learned that right away. So I think a lot of the issues that revolve around money, it's not more so the jobs that certain people have. Obviously, that may have something to do with it depending upon the household income. But I think the more deeper rooted aspect of it. Is really going back to your relationship with money based on what you were taught about it. And I know for you, your relationship with money and how you grew up was much different than me. And you've had to do a lot of work, and it's in the last 10 years uh, on your relationship with money. And I'm not saying that I played a prominent role in that, but I definitely, I definitely, you know, my relationship with money and my prosperity consciousness definitely bled onto you and you started to get it and anyone can get it at any point. So I just want to kind of turn it back to you first and go back before we go forward.
1: Even before we go back, I just want to stop there because I think for anybody watching, um, you know, again, you know, us, we like to be pretty transparent and (laughs) open about everything. And I just wanted to thank you because, you know, reading that statistic for me, right. That a lot of people actually don't put themselves out there because they don't think they're in a financial place or they don't feel like they have it all together. Well, it really like hits me home because when we met, right? Here I am. I, you know, had gotten out of a long-term relationship. I was juggling a mortgage, my student loans, uh, starting a new business, right? Trying to get that going. I was running out rooms in my house. You know, I was scrapping, like, you know, I was scrapping to get by. I mean, I had credit card debt that I had taken out to start the business, you know, different things like that. And so I was in a really vulnerable and raw place financially, and I was so insecure about it. And I remember that I just felt so sick about it. And we talked about it, you know, it was like, holy shit. Like, I remember, like, I mean, I was, I outwardly said like, look, I am really scared. I'm really frustrated. I'm really concerned. Like I just, you know, and me being so independent, you know, my whole life, right. It's like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, but like, here's the thing. I I got it. Meaning like, I will take care of my bills and I will handle my, my shit, you know, but, having you as a partner that I could actually communicate that to and tell you how frustrated I was and how, what I was working on and things like that, um, was everything and having your support and not your judgment, um, on where I was and what I was working through was, I mean, honestly, I appreciate, it. I don't think I ever thank you for it, but like, I thank you, you so do. much You do. Because, like, I mean, the other thing is too is, I mean, for anyone who's watching too, I mean, your journey, right? Sharing your rawness, your realness about going through everything that you did. I mean, you're, you know, you filed for bankruptcy. How many years? That was like three years before we met. I think. You no, know, almost
0: uh, seven years ago.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Scott's history and the health and wellness, you know, owning multiple gyms, having millions of dollars to like having nothing, you know, and then literally working your ass off, you know, to get to where, you know, you are. And, you know, us coming together and, you know, again, another full transparency thing is, you know, in the last, God, you know, couple years, I'm nailed debt free. You know, I paid off all my student loans. I paid off every debt, you know, that I had. And, and I got there, but like your support and you're just like, you know, being able to talk about it with you and be open and kind of let my like wounds kind of like air out and, and say, look, you know, this is what I feel really shitty about right now. I'm going to get it together. But like, here's my journey right now um was epically important, you know, in our journey, obviously together, but in, in everything that we do. So thank you <laughs> for that. Well, you're um, welcome And, and yeah. I will say
0: this, that, you know, you you still helped me because i i still had to let go of certain things when it came to money because i would always voice to you i feel the weight of the world on my shoulders because yeah. i always felt like i got to keep selling my coaching i got to keep selling my consulting and and it wasn't until we kind of put our heads together and say you know what let's reevaluate the structure of our business and our company and how we're running it so it's more running on the traditional way that a business runs where there's leveraged income, there's reoccurring revenue coming into the business where we're not just having active income all the size, all the time. And that was a, a big change for me because, you know, up, up until the last two years um, since 1999 until 2021, right. Those 22 years, yeah. I was basically Succeeding off of active income, meaning trading time for dollars, whether it was me personal training someone or doing nutritional counseling or teaching someone LinkedIn or doing a speaking event. That's but the the aspect of the leveraged income side and you know creating the programs that we have now um, have been a game changer. So and I'll I'll never forget you know when I I had. Um, the talk with your mom, you know, asking <laughs> her for her blessing and and asking your hand in marriage. I mean, she said yes right away, but she just said, you got to just promise me one thing, you'll take care of my daughter. And, and again, I mean, that was without a doubt, you know, one of the big things that bonds two people together is feeling, number one, cared for and be taken care of. And that's the thing, like we take care of each other because it's not so much, yeah, I'll financially support her. She, you know, I'm gonna be her sugar daddy. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that. It was like just really, it
1: was like, let, let's figure this out. Yeah, it
0: was. Well, it was taking care of that person. You know, whether it's from an emotional standpoint, whether it's from a physical standpoint. You know, when Nancy had her cancer surgery uh, a year and a half ago like that was a new thing for me because, you know, seeing your partner, not, not being able to stand up straight for like seven days and having to wash them. And I mean, it it's, no, I mean, you just yeah. you learn, yeah. you learn new ways of caring for people. And then obviously um, the, the financial aspect of our relationship, we, we care for each other because we grow our business together. So I think there's so many different layers of that. And, man, woman, whatever, everybody wants to feel cared for, but also as human beings, we love caring for other people. And I think that's what really also helps uh, building a strong bond between two people.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, the openness and transparency, I mean, if you can't talk to your partner about what is hurting you on the inside, I mean, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, I was really a very independent person, you know, I wanted to do everything myself, you know, I didn't want any help, I didn't want any support, you know, I didn't talk about my emotions. And, you know, that's one thing you really had it out with me, you were like, you need to talk to me, you know, what do, I, need-
0: what do I always tell? What do I say to you?
1: Oh, speak your truth,
0: speak your truth.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, I would let things bottle up, I would, you know, do that whole thing where I bottle, 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 and then I go, bah, <laughs> you know, and, or I'd be like, so sad or, you know, upset. And like, you know, that's not fair to you if you don't know what's going on and it's not helpful for me. So I think that was a big, um, you know, big growth for me. I think also, during- I, I,
0: I can't <laughs> bottle up anymore. Like I, 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 I'm always in the moment. So if something is annoying me or pissing me off, I say it right away, but like not yelling yeah. or screaming, it's just, yeah. I I live so presently now that I need to work through certain aspects, whether it's life or business, whatever it is, I have to talk about rate that in there, or it'll get stuff down, which I did when I was younger and I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore.
1: Yeah. No. So, I mean, you've definitely helped me with that as well. And I mean, that I, I think quite honestly has been huge. I mean, for people out there who are like, Oh, what, you know, what advice would you give, you know, whatever it's like, I think like communication, um, just flat out being open, like no passive aggressive bullshit, like ther- you know, therapy.
0: I mean, y- well, you and I yeah, have been going to yeah. therapy for years individually. We've done couples therapy and everyone has yeah. such a negative connotation about that. Like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. unbelievably helpful having right. a third party that can have that 10,000 foot view on you as an individual, because yeah. again, as a person, we're so in our own way in our, in our own head about certain things that we can't see, you know, up from down, um, even as a couple, right. Yeah. So when, when you have that third party there, that's kind of just examining uh, how the two people are interacting or, you know, giving you some sound, sound advice.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: it, it helps you to kind of, progress through not only as a person but as a couple so you know I I feel like you know there's a lot of people that you know maybe will hire a relationship coach or a life coach like I'm not saying that they're yeah. not qualified right but there nothing beats finding a good old therapist that can really help you with certain aspects and I I can really attribute when, when Nancy got me it, I was becoming the best version of myself I had been yeah. at the time that Nancy and I started dating, uh, I had been in and out of therapy for five years at that point, point. and I think I was still seeing my therapist when Nancy and I first started dating. Okay. And uh, it, it it wasn't she didn't think that was weird because she had been seeing a therapist as well. And and I really feel if something is really pulling at you and and there's a you're at a crossroad in your relationship where the communication style is maybe getting disconjointed and uh, you're not hearing each other like that that could mean that you know you need to just take a step back get some sound advice from someone else to kind of work through whatever bump in the road there is or whatever communication style or uh, kink is there that's not allowing the c- communication and relationship to flow.
1: Yeah. Well, I even think proactively, right? Like, you know, nothing's wrong. It's like, you know, it, like you don't have to, like, if somebody recommends in the relationship, Hey, I think we should go to therapy, or I think we should go to a couples counselor or something like that. It's like, I want to break that stigma of, you know, it's because there's something wrong too, right? Oh, I yeah. think
0: we, we've we had sessions with our therapist when noth- nothing was wrong. Everything was right, but we wanted some advice about a potential situation yeah. and how we could handle it.
1: Like navigating it and stuff like that. Getting yeah. Ahead so of it. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I think it's just like always, in my opinion, always a good idea. Um, but again, it doesn't have to be something that you've got to be like, oh, well, if we go to therapy, that means there's something wrong or we're failing or we're not, you know, I just, I think if you go in there with a, the right mindset, which is look like, you know, it's totally normal. It's completely fine. And why not? If you want to strengthen your relationship, right? Every relationship, you know, has tough points um, of where, you know, there could be things that are weighing on your heart or, you know, communicating. Communication blockages or things that you need to get through or you know just things that you got to deal with in life um it's okay you know so I think that's another thing I mean communication huge and also you know seeing help you know whenever you might need it
0: well I know I know we went on a tangent but I want to go rewind the tape about yeah. 10 minutes when we when we were talking about um you know the the pool of men versus the pool of women and settling yes right yes. so just well, kind of riff on that a little bit because there's you know You and I see more and more uh, great, wonderful single women out there uh, that just can't, you know, they're on maybe a self-discovery journey or whatever it is, but like, what's your thoughts, opinions, and feelings on the pool of women compared to the pool of men?
1: Yeah. So I was looking for the statistic. I actually can't find it right now, but the statistic that I had found earlier um, was over 60, I think it was like over 60 something percent of women are the ones that actually file for divorce. And it was only like 35% of like men do. And the the reason why, obviously there's infidelity, there's other things, but in most cases, it's because their um, significant other, their husband, whatever was not supporting them emotionally, right? They were not being empathetic and meeting with them, you know, with that. I think that's so interesting. And I actually think there's a book, um, not sure if it's on my shelf right now or whatever, but it's the uh, men are from Mars, Mars women are <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So again, Scott's a very different guy. And again, I'm so grateful that, you know, we found each other when we did because we have done so much work on ourselves Um, because you're such a kind and loving and caring person. I mean, I honestly thought it was like a hoax at first. I'm like, what is this guy hiding? (laughs) Like, what is the deal? Um, Because I mean, you know, you really were just like so incredibly sweet and thoughtful. And I'm like, seriously, what's the catch? Um, But the thing is, is there are a lot of, uh, there's a big disparity you know, between men and women and what they need, right? You know, in a relationship. Um, and there's a lot of things that surface because I really do wholeheartedly believe that men and women are like different creatures, <laughs> right? We're like totally different beings. Like I could be thinking of all these different things and going down this rabbit hole about all this emotional stuff. And you could be like, no, nah. <laughs> just totally on the surface, not overthinking anything and having a total, you know, different perspective on something. So you know, I just think that alone, um, you know, that a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of men, I will just, you know, say that, uh, don't know a lot about the differences and I think don't know a lot about, and you mentioned it, the five love languages, like knowing yeah. what their partner needs, Um, you know, doing different things that could help out your partner, right? Like I know a common complaint um, I hear all the time is, Ugh, you know, he didn't do this or he, you know, didn't do all the dishes or didn't take out the trash or didn't do whatever. And like, you know, it's funny because even my brother told me, he was like, Hey, you want to know the secret to a happy marriage? He was like assign jobs. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, know who's responsible for what he's like, you know, I take out the trash, you know, that's my job. So meaning if the trash gets a little bit, you know, to the top, that's me, right. That's like my responsibility. You know, if the dishes after dinner, it's whoever did the dishes, you know, whoever didn't do the cook the dinner or whatever, you know, does the dishes. So there's basically like job set up. And then that way it's a little more clear cut because here's the other thing. And I think this was kind of brilliant because I think people have different thresholds, <laughs> right? I joked about it with you, like with laundry, right? We haven't officially assigned laundry as a job, but your threshold is probably a little bit shorter, like meaning you're going to be like, all right, I'm going to throw some laundry in, um, you know, then I mean, my, my, my
0: threshold for dishes, trash and laundry is very short. So <laughs> yes,
1: it's very it's constantly short. getting done. Yeah. So it's always getting done. And honestly, like, I mean, again, if you keep up with things and like you dirty the dish, you do it, or you put it in the dishwasher right away. Like, you know, those things all come into play, but I do feel like a lot of times, you know, it is looked at like the men sometimes come across as lazy or the men stop caring or the men aren't empathetic, right. You know, to what women need. Um, I think that's like, you know, a common complaint,
0: right. You're doing nothing. I'm doing everything, but it it brings up the question. Have you voiced what you would like the other person to do, correct,
1: like I think that's huge. And again, we go back to communication, yeah, right but men,
0: men and women, Mars and Venus aside, no one's a mind reader. I mean, well, some yeah. people are are empaths or whatever, but yeah. that's you you can't assume anything in a relationship if you don't say it. like, and I mean, we communicate like, you know, I'll cook dinner, and I'll say, hey, can you can you get the dishes or you know, you cook dinner, I'll immediately start doing the dishes, you'll say, Hey, I left the trash out, you know, in the, you know, the entryway, can you go take it out? Um, you know, laundry, I, I typically do the laundry, and I fold the baskets, it and Nancy yeah. folds. So we have our role in that. So I'm because my office where I am is by the laundry room. So it's really easy for me to just run in there, you know, throw laundry and switch it over. I'll bring the baskets up. I'll put them in the bedroom, and then you know I'll walk into the bedroom later, and Nancy's either a folding or b she's done. Yeah. Uh, we we called our folding party. So <laughs> um, again, it it goes back to communication, and yeah. it's really funny because I remember we we used to do these Sunday night chats, and we always talked about like bringing them back up again. But Nancy and I are just very protective of our weekends, and so we <laughs> some we like to relax m- most of the time. But you know we're here to say that you know, this this honeymoon phase that people classify new relationships, you can continue to strengthen your relationship, uh, whether you're married, not married, kids, no kids, whatever it is, it's it's really a matter of how much and how important is that other person to you? Because if they are of the utmost importance, which, which they should be, because that's why you're with them, you should do whatever it takes to Continue to build the foundations of that relationship, and you know, Nancy and I, when we we do our goal board every year, you know, we put relationship stuff. Like yeah. we 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 both love playing video games, so we downloaded a video game that's actually for couples that we play.
1: That's so um, cute. It's called It Takes Two. Yeah, yeah. it's called It it's Takes so Two. Cute. It's
0: like a it's like a teamwork type game, husband and wife. But we also love board games, so whether it's playing Monopoly with Taylor, which He loves to crush us at. Um, (laughs) And
1: Scrabble, we play Scrabble.
0: Scrabble. Nancy and I just playing Scrabble. Like again, you you find things that really bond you, and it relationships evolve just like life evolves. But you have to be open to all of that. And going back, communication, not stuffing your feelings, being open and honest with your partner. And you know, Nancy helped me through, you know, a personal situation that I was going through. She was making me aware of certain things that were triggering emotional things in me and and states that I was in. And I I am so appreciative of it because I feel so much better. It's like almost like a weight off my shoulder because um, I feel since we had this open conversation, I am more myself all the time, not just at certain times. And it was, and intuitively I knew, I knew I was like certain things were triggering me and I was feeling a certain way but again i was stuffing it but when nancy kind of brought it to the surface and we talked through it it's like a sigh of relief and i just i feel so at peace and so relaxed and so just like chill when there were certain situations that would come up and i would be just totally on edge and i just like <laughs> would just like you know just have minor freakouts and 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 then like i'm like why like it's just not a big deal so yeah. it's and that that's the sign of a healthy relationship when you're when you let the other person know like, Hey, I'm noticing this, you got to check yourself, you know, turn the mirror around. And you know, that that's what two people that love and care deeply about each other. That's what you do for each other.
1: Totally. So, um, you know, I was going to go through the different phases of marriage. Actually, maybe we can talk about that another time. Um, you guys can even share in the comments if that's something you'd be interested in. Cause I think that's pretty interesting, like the different phases um, of a marriage, but, um, no, I just wanted to thank you for jumping on with me and, um, you know, really sharing your perspective because, you know, I know, again, you've helped me in so many different ways and I know we've grown together <laughs> in so many different ways. Um, and, you know, I'm just really super grateful for you and, you know, very present, I think, in our relationship and, and just appreciate, you know, all that we have and, you know, you know, we've been through a lot, I think in the short time period that we've been together in the last six years, right. We've been through more than I think a lot of people, um, you know, could be through in even 12 and 15 and plus years, you know, with me going through cancer, you know, us having to bob and weave with different, you know, situations and, you know, building our business together, right. How many people can say that they actually work (laughs) 24 seven, uh, with their spouse, you know, which again, I think is something very special. So lots of cool stuff. I think that we could kind of revisit at another time, but thank you very much. And uh, anything else you want to kind of leave us with? Well, no,
0: I just, I love you very much. And I always appreciate these conversations and the goal of these conversations, not only is for us to communicate to each other, but whoever's watching and listening to kind of, you know, maybe inspire or motivate you to take a different look at your relationship and maybe have a, a nice conversation with your partner and just kind of reopen that door of communication and, and really, you know, uh, if you ever read the book Better uh, Together is Better by Simon Sinek, it's just a wonderful reminder that as human beings, we are, we are, we make each other better. We water each other uh, as Nancy always reminds me. And, um, you know, I just appreciate everything that you've done for me and and Taylor, uh, our business, our life, because again, you know, as you always say, you know, we both would be really happy just on our own, but our life would not be anywhere close to where it would be. Uh, and is going if we weren't together. So I just really appreciate and love you very much.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. You guys share in the comments below any big takeaways. uh, Like I said, we'll share the link for a couple of the books that we mentioned and uh, hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your day.